Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the World of Ink Network, founded in 2011 by Virginia Grenier and Marsha Cook. Their vision was to start a radio show that helped writers reach their dreams. The World of Ink has a wonderful group of hosts who are dedicated to delivering shows to entertain and inspire listeners. The World of Ink Network shares resources that introduce tips, products, and services to help strengthen, support, and challenge those who love writing and the written word. Their hope is to bring not only authors, illustrators, and publishers together, but screenwriters, directors, and producers. New to the network will be a variety of special shows, bringing not only entertaining shows, but informative discussions on timely subjects. To learn more about us, go to www.worldofinknetwork.com or visit us on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. It's Marsha Cook, Good Story is a Good Story, World of Ink um, Network, and Michigan Avenue Media. Uh, so I think uh, today we have a really good guest that we have had on before, and we were talking before we got on the air, and there's so much to talk about, so I won't talk too much. I'm just going to say a few little things. Next week I have a show on Tuesday in the afternoon with Joe. It's funny because her name is Joe Michaels, and we have Lee Michaels on today, but they're not related. It was weird. I, I noticed that the other day when I was talking about my guests that I was having on, and I went, oh, my God, they have the same name. So anyway, so uh, but Lee is just – she's – Really good. We're going to talk about a lot of different things that um, it, I know on our my promo I said romance, which but when you have relationships and romance and you have love and you have characters, all of that matters, and um, it's all basically turns into writing good characters, writing a good story. So we're going to talk all about that today, and um, I think for those of you that would you know would like to what I guess you're wondering what happened to World of Ink Network if you've been looking at the um website. There is no website. Uh Virginia's still here but she's just taking a little break for a while. She's hasn't done shows for about a year. She's been pretty busy. But um I think she'll be back in a, you know maybe next year, and I hope she'll do some shows this year. We'll see with me. But so it's now gone on to um, anybody that goes into World Living Network. It will go into Michigan Avenue Media, which is the my company, which is what we both started with both companies. So um, if you want any information, you can find that out, or you can always call my office because all my numbers are in there. And uh, if you want to be a guest, or you you know, have any information that you're looking for, just let us know. And um, so then you'll know what that happens. So when you go in and look for World of Ink Network, it should go to Michigan Avenue Media, but there will not be that World of Ink because we don't offer the services that uh, Virginia did before. But we do have people, you know, that I have recommended in the past, you know, Fidelity Publishing, you know, Kelly Abel for Selector Graphics. They've been, you know, doing my work with me for years. So, you can always ask me, and then Lee is going to talk about a lot of things today, too, and she does editing. And so, I mean, you know, there's always a way to find out what you need. I think sometimes if you want to call me, or that's fine, or email me, because sometimes it's better if somebody, you know, you go on the Internet and there's a million things that you see and you don't know who they are or what they do or even if they'll get the job done. So um, I think that's really important. So, hi, Lee. How you doing? Hi. Hi, Marcia. Thanks it's for having really me on It's really good to today. have you. I, we were just talking, it's cold where you are, and it's cold, it's cold in it's, Iowa, and it's yeah. cold in Chicago. But uh, yes. we're moving on. We're moving on. Once January is over, <laughs> I feel better. Yes, <laughs> I, say, I wish okay. you <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, so tell us a little about yourself, and then we'll get into some, some things we want to talk about today. Okay. Um, I started writing romance many years ago, started writing contemporary romance for Harlequin, for Harlequin Presents and Harlequin Romance. I did 80 books for Harlequin, and then I kind of got burned out and took a little time off. When I went back to writing, I started writing historicals. So I write Regency period historicals, and what my contemporaries were very sweet, traditional. My um, uh, Regency romances are much spicier and and more to, to that end of the spectrum. They're much longer. So um, I have worked with um, Harlequin 
source books, Montlake Romance, and and other publishers. I also now self-publish the books that I have the rights back to, and I'm redesigning covers right now for all of those. I do editing and mentoring, and I um, teach a class at Gotham Writers Workshop online in romance writing. The new class just started today, but there are still spaces if anybody wants to join in on that class. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. So how long are the classes? Are they an hour or is it? The the online classes run for 10 weeks. Each week there is a lecture, a discussion board, an assignment, and then twice during the term each student puts up their work and everybody in the class comments about it because we find that actually we can learn as much by looking critically at somebody else's work as we can from doing our own. We can see the flaws and see the strengths in somebody else's work sometimes more easily than we can in our own. Yeah. yeah. And what time is it on? It is an open. Uh, it's available whenever the student wants to, to come into the Oh, the okay. That's good then. All right. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. very good. Yes, it's always available, so it's just okay. a discussion I, that's good board. Because, you know, everybody has such different hours, mm-hmm. right, you know. Exactly, you never... and we have students around the world. So this way, you know, I can have a student in Australia, and they can take just as much part in the class as somebody who's right next door. Oh, that's great. Because so I, that's writingclasses.com. Yeah, they're all out there from other countries mm-hmm. on the Internet. Yeah, they are. Or we have um, Americans who are abroad who want to do this, but, you know, maybe they're over there on a – and can't get a work visa or they're over with family or that kind of, or they're traveling during the 10 weeks you know they live here but they may have a trip scheduled and they can they can sign into the class anywhere from uh, from anywhere and at, at any time oh see that's yeah see that's really good you know i mean because mm-hmm. you know i think that people don't realize even on my this show you know this is a live show right now but it's on demand and it's on demand for I don't for probably all my shows are somewhere, you know, because blog talk yeah. is all around. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing shows for eight years. People can always hear it, and then on my website, there's you know, um, all my shows are there, and on our blog, you know, we have um, the good thing that blog talk does is they have them going chronologically, and you can just click on different shows and. Like I have that, it's a little player that I have it on my website. So I think that's mm-hmm. a good thing so people can just cool. listen all the time. So, yeah, because I think people don't realize that. Because, you know, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's why I, I moved around some of the shows because sometimes I used to have shows and I was just thinking before you called in, uh, maybe I should go back to the same time. But, you know, it's hard because I have guests all from all over and sometimes they're working, mm-hmm. sometimes they're not working. And, you know, I want them to be happy with when they're coming because I just don't, you know, this way nobody cancels because then they, you know, this way it's their time, you know, Mm because over the last eight years it has worked out, you know, when I just Mm -hmm. changed the timing and it's fine because the people, people can listen. The chat room isn't always working as well and people don't really chat as much as they did before, like they did eight years ago. Yeah, I I found that too. I found it yeah, with the yeah. classes that the the one hour a week that is a live chat is not as popular as it was. I think yeah, it's, it's people strange. Are busy and it's it's very hard to find a time that works for everybody when you're dealing with you know one student in the last last term I had one student in England and one in Australia and so you know it really was almost impossible to find a time that worked for everybody. Right, so that's why it's you know it's just better when you can do it at any time. All right, so let's exactly. let's talk about one thing that you brought up, which everybody knows that I do a lot. I change covers, and when we talk, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, I, I do feel that a new cover can like spruce it up a little. I think you know, and I know people, some people don't agree to that, but I really think it it helps, you know, because if it's out for a lot of years, sometimes just if you had it for ten years, maybe you want something a little you know, updated or different. So mm-hmm. uh, tell us what your sometimes, idea, sometimes what you've been doing. Sometimes styles just change. Sometimes yeah. styles just change. And and many of the of the books that, that I have gotten the rights back to, um, the covers were done five years ago, six, seven, yeah. eight years ago. And, um, and and they were also done by by my late husband, who was a genius at many things, but cover design was not necessarily one of them. And um, yeah. so uh, I'm I'm now working with, Stock photo services, choosing photos that fit that book better, and then uh, and and uploading new covers for them. See, I happen to like that. I like the photos. I love the photos. Mm -hmm. You know, because I I think. But you know, the only problem for me is uh, it takes me forever 
I mean, I you can go go through like thou you just it's just something about mm-hmm. it. I don't like all oh, like this is the first one I pick. I you really have to take a look and you know and it really is weird how that is because you know you think okay yeah it's I want also this. a matter then, of what you what works graphically because yeah. Yes. You have to have a certain kind of image in order for your for your um, typography to appear, and otherwise you have to you have to um, manipulate the background image in order to make it. If it's too contrasty, it's very difficult to make a title and an author's name stand out. And, and you know how do you how do you get the type in this particular place um, to do the your author logo, your author brand, and make yeah. it make it visible on this cover that may have. Um, a white wedding dress and a black tuxedo, and, and you're overlaying yeah. both of them. So right. you know, you know, there's true. a lot of graphical challenges, right? And you know, I, I you know, I've used Fidelity for years, and so uh, Fidelity, and she'll say to me, "I'll send a picture." She goes, "No, no, no, this is wrong. You can't do yeah. this. It won't lay out right." Mm-hmm. And you know, and she knows that I did this. I had gone somewhere else for a cover, just you know, a quick cover, just do an ebook for me, and you know. And the cover mm-hmm. looked great. However, it didn't wasn't fitting in a lot of things, and it didn't wasn't right. The borders weren't right at the edges, and uh-huh. it matters. You know, it just seems yeah. like people say, "Oh yeah, I'll just get a photo." No, that's really not true. You just can't get a photo. No, it doesn't. It has to be the it, right. There are photo. things right, and and like you're talking about, you have to have your name on it, and you know. Sometimes you want to put the publisher on the side, or you don't, or you want to do something, mm-hmm. and now they, you know, want little subtitles. And, and then you, and then you have to look ahead at, you know, the Amazon cover is a certain proportion, five inches by eight inches, yes. something like that. And then um, if you're going to do an audio book, that's a square cover of six yes. inches square. So you know, when you're looking at a photo, you have to look at what's going to work in both those formats. If you're, if you're um, right, if, and that's why you do need audiobook. someone. You know, I know, mm-hmm. like, even, like, yeah, you know, Kelly Abel just, she emailed me. She does a lot from Selective Graphics, so she's got, like, a half-off on hers um, for her to do covers. You know, there's a lot of people, specials. They're doing specials because they do so many mm-hmm. of them. And I think, actually, the people that do covers really love to do covers because it is fun. I think fun. they do, yes. And it is fun. It, it's It's fun to work with the whole idea and the concept and find the pieces and make them fit together. I'm glad that that you mentioned that because I do know that I know that my you know Fidelis uh, Robin Shoy says you know it's like I said I think I want another cover and then I did three covers and then I ended up saying yeah when I like the first cover and you know uh-huh. and it, it does you know so you have to kind of be more sure you know that's why I look now mm-hmm. uh, at a lot of pictures and you know and then I actually thought for my latest book it's never too late I found the right exact guy I find the right women I found the dog I found everything and then everything changed because I picked a different takes, dog in my oh. head and I never used the characters oh. at all. Well, it wasn't on the guy. Well, she didn't she never made the cover yet. And so mm-hmm. what happened was I use it now for, you know, for some ads because I do believe in banners and a lot of that. And but mm-hmm. uh the I ended up putting the dog on the cover, and it was a different dog than I got. So I thought I was all set this time. So you're never really all set. Because yeah. There's always that no, change you in never... your mind. You have mm-hmm. beautiful covers. I do. I always admire your covers because Thank they're you. very bright and clear, and that's how I feel when they're photos. Mm-hmm. It's different. Yeah, they're very crisp. You know, now when I went to Mikey Brooks, he's an illustrator. He did some of my children's, and then he made the image of my cover uh, now of the dog in a different way. I can't, I, you know, there's a way that he did it. And then Robin from Medelli, she used it on the cover in her way. So it worked out really mm-hmm. good, you know. Yeah. And it, but so you can have like someone that if you pick a picture and you want it to look a little different than it is, then if, if you go to someone like that, they can do the, if it's just like let's say a graphic of a like the dog, mm-hmm. then you can go to someone like Mikey Brooks. He makes it look better, and then you could, you know, use it for a drawing or whatever. So mm-hmm. if there are steps, and there are good people out there, but there's too many people that are not good out there. Yes, and and the author has to recognize the difference between you know a good cover and a, and a, and a not good cover in order to find the right people to work on that project with them. So how do you think they would look? I mean, how do you think? How do you think they would find? Because I'm talking about this for like I talk about it a lot. What do you feel like? You know, to tell people like to find reputable people, it's really hard. It's really hard, yeah. And 
the the best thing to do is to make contact and then ask for for references. Which covers have yeah. you designed? And go look at those and see how they sit with yeah. the with the book sample and and that kind of thing. And and uh, and ask if they're willing to how many how many back and forths are they willing to do for the price yes, for the cover right. design? That's a good idea uh, because right. sometimes you don't know until and sometimes until you don't know until you get it. Um, yeah. What you what you don't like about it, and it's very hard to enunciate entirely up front the feeling that you want until you are they willing to do two or three rough, quick and dirty examples, and then and then you pick oh I like this one better, I like this part of this one and this part of this one, and and then you know give them that feedback so that so they can work with that. You know, and you won't That's, be insult. Well, you might be insulting them, but you can't really worry about that a lot because well you, you know, know and they, they, they keep that, that holds yeah, me they back find sometimes. that insulting. Yeah, yeah, if they find that insulting, then they're probably not the right cover designer for you. Right. See, that's a good idea, right? Because, you know, mm-hmm. you really, you know, you really can say, no, I don't really like this. Because uh-huh. I think, yeah. you know, from, yeah, I think it's hard to do sometimes because you think, oh, my God, they did this and now you're saying. But then, you know, you're like mm-hmm. you just said before, you have a feeling that you wanted to show. And if you're not getting that, then that's a bad thing because you're going to be stuck that with is, that because you're yeah. going to be using that cover a lot. Mhm. Yeah. And you, and you should yes, like you it. Will. And the audio yes, books should like it. You like, should so feel good you're, about it. You're redoing your books now, and they're e-books. But what about the books that are e-book and paperback? Are you having the design? I'm redoing. Yeah. Most yeah, of okay. the most <laughs> right, of the romances. I. Yeah. yeah. Most of the romances. I'm just doing e-book covers because they're really only released in in e-books. The the old books are still available in paper copies in, yeah. in used bookstores and and that kind of thing and so I have not ever gone that extra step to do to do them all in print. Um, the the ones that I've self published the um, the more recent regencies that I've done and that kind of thing um, are available in in print as well. And do you feel print is, covers, do you feel I'm, print is coming? Back. Some I'm people have, have been on talking about print. Coming back, you know, I think print. I think print is never going to go away. I think that that the genre markets of romance, cozy mystery, um, sci fi, maybe less, but westerns, that kind of thing. Readers read a lot of those, and so the ebook phenomenon is going to stick with those. But yes. I think sometimes there's a book that, oh, I really love this one, and so for that book, they may want to buy it in paper and, and for the keeper's shelf. Yeah. Do you read more in the Kindle or do you read on with paperbacks? I I read more in the Kindle, but that's m- largely because of my aging eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's a little. Yeah, I've got you can see glasses now, and that doesn't help. Yeah, I can I can see the print better now, but um, but the Kindle is is easy and it's transportable, and so I end up using it quite a lot. Yeah, I do too. You know, I like it, but then sometimes, you know, I want to, you know, sometimes I think, well, you know, some book, you know, sometimes like, especially like with your book, the romance, you know, I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. though, because sometimes a book like that, I have it on my Kindle, but I think some people might want to like make notes on that. Yeah, and that's that's a really good example. I've I've recently brought out um, writing the romance novel, which is actually the fifth edition of that book. The previous edition was called On Writing Romance, and it was published by Writer's Digest Books. And that's now been about 10 years ago. So it was time for an updated edition. Yeah. And so this last summer, I, I redid that book uh, totally. There are new chapters in it. There are new observations. The market has changed in the last 10 years. And, and so I've updated and, and, and brought that book into 2017. As yet, I've only released it as an ebook, and that is a project right, that's upcoming: is to get it trans- transferred into print. Yeah. For that exact reason, something like nonfiction, you want to be able to stick a post-it note in it easily. You want to be able to pull it off the shelf and refer to it easily, and that's yeah. much harder to do with the Kindle, despite what they say about you know, yeah, you right. Can that's why I brought it. Yeah, yeah that's why I'm thinking it. because right because mm-hmm. I have like a book that I got. Oh my God, I don't even know how many years ago, and I don't. I do still look at it, you know, and it's a romance, mm-hmm. like writing a romance. Yeah. And it's an old book, you know, old. Yeah, and. Uh, but I still refer to it sometimes because the truth of the matter is romance has not changed really <laughs> when romance, you're writing it. Uh, 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 around the edges, it changes a bit. You know, the the most popular subgenres change that right, kind well, of thing. That, yeah. But the heart of romance, which is, you know, a man and a woman or, you know, a couple, um, 
facing a pr- and defeating a problem in order to be together and discovering that their love is, is a once-in-a-lifetime, you know, that, that really has never changed and is never going to change since the romance genre started in 1908 with, you know, the first ones brought out in, in England by Mills and Boone. That part of it is never going to change. Yeah. The, char- the importance of the characters. Uh, the central um, aspect of, of the, import, the likable but flawed characters and uh, and their relationship. That's what romance is about. Yeah, because, you know, it is very interesting, though. Like, there have so many historical now, now which years ago, like when I was at... Um, you know, when I was really handling a lot of clients for uh, novels and for screenplays, the first thing that they would say is, oh, we don't want historical. But it's interesting now because of Netflix and all these, you know, they are putting a lot of historical type mm-hmm. series on, which they did not that, have for that years. That kind of thing, yeah. Historicals kind of come and go, particular historical periods. You know, there's yep. um, there's a, a, an upswing of popularity and then they kind of peak and they go down again and you know, it, it's in the last few years, it's been, oh, we don't really want Regency, but, you know, we're really interested in this time frame and this time frame. And it, it all comes back to really what what the author is, is capable of doing, what the author is it, it can do the research for, is comfortable doing, and then just to write a good story. Um, you know, it, it, historical it, is a we've lot more important before with you because historical is very difficult because that genre you had better be right historical yeah. is very difficult yeah and yes. readers are are very much up on on yes. the ins and outs of those historical periods and they will absolutely you know if if you run across um, a regency where the author has gotten the titles wrong it's it, it it jars and it's very difficult to get involved in that book because it just it just isn't right yeah. Um, or when you're reading along and you and you hit a a modern expression that just wouldn't have been used by someone in that time period, yeah. right? Uh, and it's, that's it's jarring. Yeah. It's very difficult yeah. to keep reading. Yeah. yeah. And because I've noticed though, I mean, you know, because for so many years I know that they just said, oh, they don't want it. But then now you see the crown and you see, you know, all of the they're coming mm-hmm. out like yeah. a lot of them, you know, and they really are well, good stories. Yeah. And when you start watching them, you almost forget what year you're in, because it's a relationship, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. which is, that's, that's really true. what counts in a book. Is really, yeah. You know, that's one of the things, you know, conflict, and but really relationships, like we were talking about before the, the mm-hmm. show. Do you want to talk of something about, you know, how you feel about people, when they're trying to figure out a relationship, where do they start? They're going, you know, because sometimes they just don't know where to start. In a relationship, are they well? Should they go from the beginning? You know, when when writing about characters in a romance situation, uh, one of the the most helpful questions that I've ever found is, why are these people wrong for each other? Why does it appear that these are the worst possible people to fall in love with? And and that helps you define the conflict and the and the long term situation. You know, he's a mountain climber, and and her father died in a mountaineering accident. You know, that makes them the worst possible people to to get together. Um, and and what what makes it what makes it so difficult for these two to be together? Because that's really the hurdle of the romance is not only the initial problem of you know he wants her building or you know that kind of yeah. trope, but it's why this is so important to them in the long run. Why why these two are going to have difficulty getting together. That's a good way to start. Actually, it really is when you yeah, think about it, it because is. that's what keeps them apart. The same thing that begins, mm-hmm. it keeps them apart. Yeah. And I think that is a problem because sometimes um, you start them off in one way and they just immediately fall in love, but then you know you have they have to have some problem occurs. You know, and exactly. And then sometimes the author just starts manufacturing problems, you know, coincidences to keep them apart and, and interference from other characters, rather than going back to that core of the character and saying, why, why is this person going to have so much trouble finding a happy ending? And particularly, yeah. why is this person going to have so much trouble finding a happy ending with this other person? I think it's a great I, idea because then you don't get lost. I think you you can yeah. get lost 
And exactly. that's when people get lost is like, why mm-hmm. is all this happening? But I think if you probably, mm-hmm. you don't have to have your whole story to know why they're wrong for each other. So I guess that doesn't make a no, lot of sense. No, that's that's one of the things that it's beneficial to know from the very beginning is why are these people wrong for each other? And why do they seem to be wrong for each other and, and how they will overcome that and how they'll come back together. Yeah, see, I think that's a good way to start because I'm, I'm writing notes as you're doing this because I actually think <laughs> that's, a thought that, that's a thought that most people don't think of. You know, you can mm-hmm. think of a lot of things, but you don't start at the beginning thinking, why are they wrong for each other? Yeah. And sometimes they are too wrong of, for each other, you know, and, they, and then you have they no can, story. They can, so be, you figure they that can out. be too wrong for each other, and it's not possible to find a happy ending. Um, right. but, uh, but if you think about the two things, why do they seem to be so wrong for each other, and then how will they overcome that? Who's going to bend? Will they, can they compromise? Where, where is, where is the, the happy medium here? Where it isn't an obvious answer, where the reader is surprised at the end when they come up with the solution, that's, that's where you have the real keeper books. Now, are you surprised at your characters a lot of times? I am. Oh, a lot of times you, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that they, makes it more exciting. Often, yeah, they, it's much more exciting to write that way. Uh, yeah. But they often will will do things like, you know, really, you think that's a problem I should get upset about? No, yeah. no, you have to find a bigger win for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think, you know, and and even in you know when they're writing, you're writing a thriller or a mystery, there's usually a relationship of some kind, and um, mm-hmm. romance does enter. So I think people, when they just, it you know, they say, oh, it's a romance book, I'm not interested. But really, that's mm-hmm. not always the case because there is a lot of romance in a lot all of books, other novels. All books are about relationships. They may not have a romantic component to them, but there's a lot of of uh, romantic, romance writing concepts and tools that can be used by any writer anywhere. I've... I've um, had a number of people of writers of other kinds of genres that have used writing the romance novel um, in, in developing characters, whether they have any romance as such in their books or not, and they found it very yeah. helpful. Yeah, because I, I think that I think that's true. Because sometimes, you know, when you know when you're writing a mystery, okay, let's say there's two detectives. Naturally, as happens mm-hmm. a lot, you know they're they're not right for each other. They're mad. They're you know even they're not right as a relationship mm-hmm. working together, and then they end up yeah. together. You know, well, I can't. Or you know whether uh, they have a romance at all, they still have to work together, and so there may be a right. a male female component there that is not romantic, but in nature, but it still has some overtones, and and that can be helpful to study romance writing. Uh, to get those those tones right. Yeah, it, it's very difficult now because you know sometimes when you're writing, I think you know, and you watch a lot of TV, you know, which I watch, you know, a lot of TV, and uh, I write a lot. But I also think when I'm watching movies, you know, uh, like Hallmark, you know, most authors that are writing, but not most, but a lot of authors are, they would like to write for Hallmark. And it's mm-hmm. almost impossible to write for Hallmark <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it is, you know. And I've, you know, I've watched every season for the winter time when they have the, the stories, and they're almost identical in the plot. I mean, you know, they and are. you have to really know that how they, I, I just can't imagine. And sometimes I go, oh, you know, and they have the same characters, and I think that's a problem. Yeah, I, I think that's mm-hmm. a problem with it. But yeah. of course, people are watching it because it's. But they know they're not too they heavy. Market. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, they really do yeah, know they're they market. Know their market. Because, yeah, and you know, and I think the reason it's they're successful is you you don't get that invested, you know, unless they have the series. And even the series are a little corny, but you start liking it. First, you go like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. think I'm going to watch this, and all of a sudden you're watching all of them, and, and you're waiting for the next season. And why do you get involved? Why do you get involved? It's because of the characters, because you yeah. like the characters. Exactly. That's true. Mm-hmm. But one of the things for me that I don't always like is the characters they have on the series, then I don't like when I'm seeing them in a lot of other movies that they have. I go, oh, that's mm-hmm. from that series, you know. And mm-hmm. because the series, of once you're in a series, the characters are pretty strong, you know. Yeah. And, um 
when yeah, you and take you them identify and, the actor right. with the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But apparently it's a very successful thing for Hallmark because I don't <laughs> think they're looking for read for our list of watchers. People are watching because I do think people I find so many people it's shocking how many go like, Well yeah, I'm watching all these movies, we're crying and just watching it. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. and you know, and some of them are really excellent. And they have, you know, changed with, you know, multi um age relationships now, they have added some yeah. different things that they didn't have before. Multicultural, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm going like, oh, look at this, this is different, you know. So I think they had to move on a little themselves, you know. Yes. But um, I do think people want to write for them, and I think it's not that easy like people think. <laughs> they think, oh, you I'll know, just write yeah, it. Pe- people think that um, that writing romance is easy, you know, yes. for in, in any format. And I think that's because romance books tend to be smaller than other books. They tend to have a lighter uh, approach, and 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 they're written in a way that makes it very simple for the reader to absorb. And therefore, the reader thinks that this was easy to write. And in fact, writing at that at that level that is so completely absorbable for the reader is is much more difficult writing than writing in the highfalutin literary style. Yeah. And also, you know, romance, you know, you know your end, you know, you kind of know they're going to get together, but sometimes you're not sure who gets together, and I kind of like those when they just uh-huh. go, oh, they belong together, you know, and they really do belong yeah. together, you know. And so I think those are elements that people, you know, like when you're writing. So, And I do think people give up too fast, which is one of the reasons why I've, been an agent and done the show for years too because I don't think just because you write one book and people don't love it that you should stop. You should only stop if if you don't like what you're doing. Um, yeah. You know, the, the more that we write, the better we get at it. And, you know, technically and in, in, in grasping story possibilities and, and story styles and that kind of thing. And so as long as the writer is enjoying what they're doing, they should keep on going, yes. Yeah, and um, I, cause I've been having conversations not it on one ho- Yeah, not pinning the hopes on one book. Right, and I, I see over the, well, let's say I've been doing this for eight years, but I've been also was an agent and an author for 20 years. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, one of the problems I see now is I see so many people have dropped out. I see so many other people are so busy fighting with each other or making dumb remarks, and I don't even know why people are upset <laughs> with them because I'm thinking to myself, why are, you know, you're an author, you're writing, and so what are you doing <laughs> What, why are yeah. you upset that someone either said something or they didn't share? And as we know, the sharing, it, I don't think it's actually the people's fault as much as what happens with Facebook because I have noticed unless I give any money, if I give even $4, $6, my posts just lay there. Mm-hmm. And they don't get where they yeah. should get, I think. And I think and, and social, the, social media, yeah, social media has become a problem in a, in another way, and that is that sometimes authors are spending so much time trying to promote that they that they're not having time to write the next book, and and often writing the next book is the best the best promotional tool. Um, it's it's very difficult to get in front of the reader and 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 make that that leap into into success. And you know that's why I keep saying that authors, you know, writers should only write if it's something that they want to do first. If if right. the satisfaction of doing it is the main thing, and then the success is the gravy, um, yeah, it's the icing on the cake. Uh, then then it's something that that we should be but doing. But unfortunately, if, it, if, that, if there is no joy in it, and we're only in it yeah. for the money, then you know it's a really bad right. Because unfortunately, a lot of people that. don't get the success that they want. But exactly. what does that mean, though? You know, I just mm-hmm. say, do you like your story? Do other people like your story? Are they enjoying reading mm-hmm. your story? So, and if they'll then go answer successful. yes, then you yeah. are right, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And where would you say that someone, let's say someone just started out, they wrote a romance novel, or, or just a, you know, a novella or even a mystery mm-hmm. or whatever, where would they start, where do you think they should start with promoting it? And where would be a good place? Oh, that's them, a great that question. Um, 
that is a really great question because that answer changes from day to day and from week to week. Right. And honestly, right <laughs> now, I don't know. I really yeah. don't See, know. Right. See, that's my answer. My answer is mm-hmm. I have no clue. And I've been mm-hmm. doing this 20 years, and I have no clue. And I one and of what the worked last for, week doesn't work this week. Exactly. And I have a problem. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll go, like, oh, I think I'm going to join this site. And then I go, okay, fine. So I start putting in my name and everything. I go, like, oh, my God, I'm in it already. You know, I've been in mm-hmm. groups that I don't even know I'm in because I, it's spur of the moment. I go, like, oh, yeah, I think I'll join this. I think I'll do this. And then I think – my problem is I've joined so many things. I have no clue. And then when I get in there, I'm going like, I don't even know what I'm going to do here. So I think, yeah. and that's one of the things I don't, there's no, there is no answer anymore. Yeah. It's, with social it, media. Because you're right, it changes. The, yeah. And, and with social media, everybody's shouting and very few people seem to be listening. And, and exactly. that's, that's just the downfall of the entire, of the entire system of social media, I'm afraid. But I, the one way of hope, which I tell people, and I think I, I do believe it. If you keep writing and you really don't know, I mean, the thing about social media is you don't know who's on it and you don't know who's reading mm-hmm. your books. And there could be that one person, like a exactly. with your spoon, that says, you know what? I really like this story, so I'm going to make a movie. And I mm-hmm. and they don't even care as, about a script anymore. That's why I've taken my scripts yeah. and I'm making them into novellas because I know that they don't they they they're looking when they're reading a book, they go, oh, they're this looking be at the on concept. the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and will yeah. it do good on the screen and the concept. Mm-hmm. So I think that is reason enough for people to continue writing and not so long as they're so enjoying much. what they're doing. Yes, yes. exactly. And, and get away from, from so, trying to spend so much time in the, finding the right promotional tool and write the next book instead. Right. Cause I don't think there, I agree with you on that. There is no tool. You know, I've been, I, I you know, we all have looked and if, if there was no magical combination, answer, that's for sure. but you know, I was before I was looking around a little uh, on the internet and I'm looking at some people that I know and I'm thinking, and I'm looking at the services they offer and I'm thinking, Oh my God, they're offering like $800 a month, a thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, Oh my God, what are they going to do for them for, the, for that much yeah, money? I for mean, that. For that kind of money, yeah. what are they going yeah, to do? Yeah, what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. They're not going to make them a bestseller because it, it, the book is a bestseller if it's really good. It's going to make it someday mm-hmm. or not. Or it'll just be, like we said, it'll be out there and people enjoy it, you know. And so yes. and getting reviews, and um, this is an issue for everybody, the review issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And there are places now that you can pay. At not a lot of money, and you can pay, and you do get reviews, and that's it, and you're done. Because you can't expect, and, and we all know this, that our friends are not doing this. They're not either, either they're waiting for us to send them the book, or they're not buying it, or they are buying mm-hmm. it, but they're not reviewing it. And Amazon yeah. is not letting people, even if you don't, if you give someone a gift just to like say like, oh, maybe you'd like to read my book, then they can't review it. So, you know, it's exactly. really tough. It's hard. Mm-hmm. How do you feel yeah. about that? There's so many legitimate review venues that are are being shut down because of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Authors reviewing each other's books. If if you're a known author account, then there's a, a big restriction on what you can review. So uh-huh. yeah, and and those things are done for for viable reasons, but the net the effect is that it makes it very difficult to get reviews. Yes, it does. And then you go look, and everybody says, oh. How did they get like 200 reviews? <laughs> I have no mm-hmm. clue. <laughs> I, there yeah. is no clue. I do not know. <laughs> but I, you know, a lot of people say like, read my book and then I'll, you know, review yours. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not a reviewer, so I don't review books. So you know, and I, that's just how I've done it because I've always been, you know, when certainly when you're an agent, it, this is not a good thing to do because it's just not yeah. what you do. No. Yeah. And then, you know, then people that are editing, you can't review what you've edited. I mean, you know, and... No. It, yeah. And, you know, see, no, you why don't you go on that? Like, you can't review. If you're, review, if you're doing an editing job, and I do want, you know, because mm-hmm. we're, on, we're on for yeah. a little bit longer, but this was an important, it, what you said today about editing. I just want to go over that because I've not really yeah. talked about that before. 
Okay, tell everybody how you edit for somebody. I like this idea. When yeah, when somebody uh, I and I offer um, editing and review services mostly for romance novels, but but for other other genres as well. But typically, what I do when somebody that I don't know um, asks me to edit a book is I ask them to send me the first chapter and a, a short summary, not necessarily a full synopsis, but but a, an idea of where this what this book is about and where it's going. And then I edit that. Um, I do a light edit on that and send it back to them. And that's a, that's a free service. And then at that point, we can talk about whether I'm the right editor for this book, whether um, whether I think I'm going to be able to help this author, or uh, if I think that this is the right time to do this, or if it needs a full revision before it's worth investing the money in editing. Or you might think about these directions as you finish writing, or as you as you finish this editing before you, your revision before you send it back to me. And um, that allows us both to get a feel for how the other person is working and what the author expects, what the editor expects, and and how we might best work together to make this a better book. The other thing about it is that you know a good editor is going to be able to work with the book the author has written and make that book better. A bad editor often says, oh, well, gee, I'd really rather if you did this instead. Um, the classic is a, the classic is a, um, is a time travel romance that a student of mine wrote, and uh, then editors said, oh, well, can you just make it an amnesia story instead? <laughs> well, not without starting over. Uh, so it, you know, perhaps the time travel book didn't write, didn't work, but starting over to make it a completely different different book. In fact, one of my editors did that to me one time too. I had this, I had written a, a really nice little you know um, girl next door family oriented story, and she said, "Well, can we make it an office romance instead?" And I said, "Well, no, but if you want an office romance, I'll start over and write you an office romance." But I can't do that to this one. Um, yeah. So you know that's something that to keep in truth. mind when you're when you're hiring an editor. Uh, you know, are they going to work with the book you've written, or are they going to try to make it into a different book? Yeah, yeah. See, I, I that's that, that is true. You know, uh, sometimes you know, I, I think that people they write a book, they don't, I, I, they don't look back. They just write it and then they send it to the editor, and the editor is supposed to make a book out of it. Well, this is not a good thing either yeah. because you know yeah. you really have to go back and forth. You know, I mean, I know like my you own do. Case, I yeah, I have issues sometimes. You, you know, which we all do. We may have said said the same thing over and over again, and um, mm-hmm. I don't really do that actually. I go straight through, but I do have you know tense issues and things like that, and then I'm always mm-hmm. thinking, well. What's he going to say about it? And, and then if he says something, and those I'm are, like, and, and, yeah, go ahead. And those are, are line edit and copy edit issues, and those are valid issues. But if there are a lot of those, it sometimes keeps the editor from looking deeper into, wow, does, yeah. it, does this character work? Is it consistent? Does this story make sense? You know, are we missing a piece? Should we have an extra scene here, or do we have too yeah. many? You know, and that's really what editing is in the first place. Yeah. And then the second stage is, you know, is it supposed to be who or whom? And right. have you spelled marvelous? That, that's right. what my that's what Jeff does. My editor, he's edited all my, you know, mm-hmm. and he, he does. He reads through it first to see if the story works, you know, yes. for him too, you know, because mm-hmm. it makes it easier. Because if, if you're going to start cutting everything at the beginning, then you, you don't know, know that why, it's, if it's there. Yeah, you don't know why. Right? Because like in one of them, he says, "Well, I, I'm thinking, did you explain it later?" And then I did, it. and he goes, "Okay, I get it." You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It, but yeah. some because yeah. you can't say everything at the beginning, you know, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and sometimes I had you know, an editor once. I had an editor once who very carefully went through and deleted every every um, reference to a fur coat that the heroine had, and didn't find out until like chapter four that it was. <sighs> It, and, and had always been an acrylic coat. It was oh. not. It was, it was a very, very good thing. Oh, you want to put fur in for animal safety, right? That, that uh-huh. was probably. Yeah, for animal rights. <laughs> Can't yep. have fur coat. Well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, I mean, you know and, and that is true, though. I mean, you know, because sometimes, you know, you have to ask the author a question. You go, like, did you mean this? Mm-hmm. That's what Jeff will say to me. He goes, did you mean this or did you mean that? I go, yeah. oh, let me think. Yeah. Did I mean this? I'm not yeah. even sure. Cause, when, you know, when I edit, go, yeah, when I, I did on, that. Yeah, when I take on a full project, I, I read the thing first all the way through. 
and, and and I do sometimes make notes along the way, and mostly in the form of questions. You know, I'm yeah, I'm yeah. confused about this, or you know, I I'm not quite getting this. Um, and then I go back and do all that again and then write a, a letter uh, reflecting what I think are the strengths and the weaknesses of the manuscript and some suggestions about how to fix them. So yeah. I, I do a pretty do thorough Do you fix them or do, do they fix them? I I will fix like copy editing errors, but but mm-hmm. the, the essential things um, are not things that, that an editor can fix because it may be, you know, what's this character's motivation to do this? I mean, right, yeah. I see what she does, but I don't see why she does it, and I don't know. Right. So, you know, right. in some place in here, you need to explain why she does this. Right. Yeah, because so I think sometimes that's hard. You know, lately, I, I've noticed that more because um, I think what happens is what we're used to seeing on TV and and different types of things we're we're writing, you'll see a beginning and you have no clue now, okay? And then if you watch the series, it goes on. And mm-hmm. I think in in our heads sometimes it goes like, oh my God, what is going on? And you do find out. And so, but in writing, you don't always get that. Because someone, if they don't mm-hmm. get it at the beginning, they might say, oh, I'm not reading this book, you know. And yeah. Uh, yeah. that's the problem, you know. Uh, you have a limited, and I think, a limited space yeah. to capture the reader. And I think what a lot of people do, which I don't agree with, you got to read the beginning, middle, and end. You know, we need that, mm-hmm. you know. And you can't, like, with the beginning, because I know there have been very popular books that it might take to page 50 or 60 till you really get it. But you're supposed to. Yeah. Not give everything away at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know. And, well, that's it, and that's often a fault of new authors is that they do give you all the history at the at the yeah. beginning, and and then there isn't much intrigue left. You know what's going on, and and uh, and and a lot of times editors say that they can chop off the first chapter of a submission because it's all backstory, and the action yeah. doesn't start until chapter two. Yeah, see, I think, yeah, because that, that is something that people do, you know, and sometimes mm-hmm. I find you don't, you know, as you're writing it, that's why you have to do rewrites, because as you're writing it, you realize different things that, about your character and different things that yes. they will do and won't do, and then that's why when you go back, it's so much easier, because now you know your character more, and then mm-hmm. you go like, oh, no, this is not good, cut it, because it doesn't make, you know, because the character would yeah. definitely not do that. Most but you don't always know at the beginning. Yeah. yeah, most good foreshadowing goes into the book in the second draft because you write through and get the action and then say, oh, I need to prepare the reader for this and this and this, but I didn't see it coming before I wrote it. So now I go back and put those things in so that the reader is prepared to accept this when they hit this spot. Yeah, I, I think, you know, and I do think there, you know, I one of the problems is I do think that some of the novels, I'm not saying everybody out there, but I think a lot of people write really fast now, and um, that's not necessarily always good because the faster mm-hmm. you write doesn't mean, you know, you really, it's like getting to know somebody. You know, you just sometimes yes. you think they're you can't fabulous. Overnight. <laughs> and then you mm-hmm. go like, uh-oh, they're not that, well, they're mm-hmm. not that great, you know. You know, and I think you have to kind of look at life that way because I think writing is like like what you said at the beginning, relationships, this is what it is, you know, and yeah. sometimes you don't like the relationship and, you know, you have to think about that, that maybe mm-hmm. this is right. You know, and I think a yeah. lot of people don't want to start again, but sometimes, you know, and I was telling someone they were writing a script and they asked me about it, you know, writing scripts, and I said, for me, if I got to page 25 of a script for a screenplay, I knew I could do the story. If I don't mm-hmm. get to 25, I'm not been able to do it. Because there's only like 100 yeah. pages, you know, when you're doing a screenplay. So it's like yes. I knew if the 25 pages didn't tell me where I was going, mm-hmm. and if I by that time, I'm going like, this is not going to be a story. You know, and yeah. you, so you have to have boundaries for yourself to go like, you know what, this isn't right. You know, it's not working. I, and then just yeah. say, well, I'll leave it and maybe someday I'll work on it another time. You can't always finish everything because it may not be right for you, what you're writing. That's right. I have you know. uh, probably a full file drawer of first chapters because, you know, the story for one reason or another went nowhere. It, um, See, right. you know, the character wasn't right, right. the conflict wasn't See? right. Yeah. Something just didn't work right. and I didn't want to pursue it. Right. And, and that's what they really have to be honest 
It's hard. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, he threatening to bring out a book that's ten first chapters that went nowhere. (laughs) Well, that might be a good idea. Short stories, (laughs) you know. know, uh, In my latest book, it's never too late for love. Um, That was taken from a screenplay, but I did change a lot of it because the screenplay was written fifteen years ago, and the and the Mm -hmm. characters were doing different things now. And I added a dog. Because I, for some Uh whatever the reason is, I love when a dog is there. And you know, I for me, you know. that changes everything, you know, when I, you know, I like that nice, you know, I, but I didn't know how, you know, I got my first review, which I was happy about because they, I thought that Gracie, the character was really, to me, this is like kind of her story, even though it's not her story. And then the, in the review, it was a a verified reviewer and they went like, oh, we like Gracie because, you know, it, she was really in, you know, it was like she was a part of it. And so a big part, you know, and mm-hmm. I was glad because then I was right because I put Gracie on the cover. And I, uh-huh. against people, yeah, they did not want me. People had mentioned to me, don't put the dog on the cover. I go like, Gracie, she's on the cover because she's coming back. And now I'm definitely going to bring her back because now somebody else that I don't know <laughs> saw the what I was doing and because it is hard you know that's for me the comic of it is she's that and but I wanted a review to see if somebody else really saw that and if that was right for you know because I felt mm-hmm. it was right but yeah. sometimes you don't know you know it could go like oh what they put her in for you know what I mean and um uh-huh. so for me when I got that I was really happy to know that somebody realized that to me that was an important part of this book because I did change I brought her into a situation that she wasn't in you know when I first wrote it mm-hmm. which yeah. is what happens like even in my scripts when I'm doing them as books now I'm seeing the flaws they had as a script but in a script you don't have time yeah to get it it's, exactly right and one sometimes. is and one of the magical things about e-publishing now is that the book can be any length it needs to be. We're exactly. not as limited by, you know, word counts and page counts in order to stick with a yeah, story. Yeah, because you have some shorter books also. Yeah, I know you do, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have some shorter yeah. books. Because sometimes that's the story. And, and some, you Sometimes know. It's, it's not a full book. Sometimes it is yeah. a novella. Right. Yeah. And some of the some of the reviews for for a couple of my short stories have been well. I wish it was longer. Well, that's a very flattering thing to say, but you know, in this particular context, there really wasn't much way to do that. It it, it is a small story, and right. to try to to spin it out into twice that many words would would destroy it because it just. See, I agree with it, you. It, it I just, totally agree anymore. with you because then you're just it's like then you're you you're know just adding like, padding. You're adding stuff that is not necessary, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and then, it, you know, and it just doesn't mean anything to the story. But, you know, and sometimes mm-hmm. what's happened to me, because I have, I've done like 15 screenplays. So, I mean, and I, that was really what I started out as doing, you know, and I love screenplays, but it's really hard. You have to have money behind you. And, you know, even if you get options, which mm-hmm. I am, it doesn't mean anything because a movie sometimes doesn't happen because when you see them talk about it and yep. the Golden Globes Awards, it took 10 years to do, you know. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you know, so, but I'm bringing them out as books. and But in a script, you don't get as much time, but I feel like the story is still there. But then when now that I'm writing it as a story, I feel like I've told the story now, you know, where I didn't uh-huh. feel. And, you know, you can't because yeah. you really can't load it up in a script. You, you have cannot. the extra dimension with, with writing fiction over screenplay that you can include yep. the character spots and, and go inside that character, which you can't do in screenplay. And so learn about them. Oh, you learn about them. go back and forth. You yeah, really do. Is. You really but do I feel like now I know character. my characters. And mm-hmm. if I did the screenplay yeah. again, I would know the character better. So I, and then that motivation that you have discovered yeah. would, would, would still be in there. It would be in there in a different way than it was in the original. Yeah. It's always, I mean, I just, you know, because when I'm talking to you, I, I love to hear what you have to say because then I'm thinking, like, I'm glad that I, because some things that we all feel, we're going like, well, are we doing something that's maybe wrong, you know, or maybe right? But, you know, but when I have someone like you who is an expert who's done that many things and who is an editor and a teacher, I think it matters. And I always tell people that this is a time to learn. Even though you've written ten books, it doesn't matter. You could, I'm mm-hmm. still learning. 
We all are. Everybody, yeah. It, unless we're still learning, then we're sliding backwards. Unless we're stretching our wings and, and trying to do something new with every project, that it, it really isn't possible to stay on a level. You either, you either keep stretching and, and trying or you slide backwards. You know, so is there anything you would like to end with, you know, of something that you, you know, words of wisdom? <laughs> I never have them, but it's just, <laughs> I don't have that many words of wisdom. Well, Who knows? You know, I do like the one thing you've said, though, about enjoy writing. If you don't, don't writing. do it. Yeah, yeah. If you don't, if you're not enjoying it, it's too difficult a profession to be in, um, especially now with, you know, so, so many people out there competing for the same reader dollar. Um, so the only reason to write stories is that you those are the stories you want to read. Write them for yourself first. And those are also but, the ones that are more likely to get to an audience. And isn't it nice when somebody comes up to you and says, I really like your story, and they talk about the character. Yes. I mean, don't you love that? That makes it all worthwhile. I love that. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. And, and, right. You know, that's what, you know, and then they go, well, are you going to have a, a sequel? And you're going like, really? I mean, you know, and so it's like, you know, and they're mm-hmm. talking, like, because to us, they're people. And so. They're people. What, and when people talk to you about them, it really makes us feel good. And I think that people don't realize as much as how we like to hear that because yes. we are happy because there are characters, you know. And you know, and even sometimes when you're talking to somebody, if they are letting you talk about writing, because most of the time your friends, you're not really talking about this because they don't even, you know, <laughs> we don't, you know, they yep. don't. Regular friends, you know. But when you are talking it out sometimes you end up getting an idea and finishing it in your head because you've talked it over about mm-hmm. you it's it's something that happens when it's out loud talking about your characters changes everything for me it does it, it does. just goes yeah it, it you does. know and and i think though you know that's why i love having shows because we do that you know we we're all doing it because we, well, not all, like you said, but we are loving this. And we want to hear what other people do because it's so interesting to hear, you know, that other people feel the same way we do. Writers understand mm-hmm. each other, but other people don't always understand us. Because exactly. we see everything Writer, as a, a story. Writer's, a writer's mind can be a really dangerous neighborhood. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's a very good. Okay, that's a great thing to end up with. All right. And I'm so glad that you're starting off the new year with us, at, you know, like World of Ink. And Thank you. Anytime. I, I love having you on because it's just, you know, you've done so many different novels, and I do think relationships matter, and I think that that's what it is. It isn't a matter about if you're writing a romance. It's anything. So I think that's it's a good way to look at it. It's any kind of story. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes, so now yes. And I, that's why I know you're a good teacher. You're a good teacher, Thank good you. editor. I heard everything you said, so I, you know, <laughs> and, and I, I admire that, and I think that that's why I bought your book. You know, you probably should say the name mm-hmm. of the book again. Okay. So, yeah. writing the romance novel. It is the fifth edition of the book, and it is now available as an ebook. It will be available as a print version uh, in the next few months. And uh, my website is leemichaels.com, L-E-I-G-H-M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S.com. And there's a lot of material on there for writers as well. There is, you know, and the, yeah, and, and the other thing is, you know, you, you get a sample of it. So I think that's a good thing. You get yes. a very large mm-hmm. sample because I thought I had the whole book and I bought it originally. <laughs> and then I'm looking at it. It's just like, that the I, book is huge. Yeah. But, well, and it's like, and so I went like, Oh my God! See, like I'm, I'm not done with it because, and so that's when I went and bought it. I thought I didn't realize the sample. It was just all still the sample. You give a nice portion mm-hmm. of a sample, a very because you there's a lot of instruction in the sample. Well, you thank know. you, Masha. Yeah, oh, yeah, good. It's, so, it's, a, know, it's a very, it's a very dense, big book. So it's got a lot of material in it, which is what we need because you cover every mm-hmm. little thing that we ever might think of ever. And I've, I've tried to do it. I've tried to do it in a form that is kind of a workbook approach of a step-by-step of how to how to construct your romance novel. And yeah, because I think that's what people know need to do. At the very beginning before you start, yeah. Yeah, because I think you need to. That's why I asked you at the beginning, you know, because where do you start? Mm-hmm. And I love your answer about marketing because that makes me feel better that I, and I say this all the time, I go, I have no clue anymore. So yeah. it's just like, yeah. you know, so at least we agree, we're all agreeing on this, that, you know, <laughs> just enjoy writing, write the book, and just write 
write it, have it edited and get good pictures mm-hmm. and then have a good story, and there you go. There you go. Yeah. And put it out there and see what happens. That's right. Well, right. <laughs> That's the problem. All right. Thank you so much for being on, and thank you to everybody for listening, and Happy New Year to all. Bye, Lee. Thank you. Thanks, Marcia. Bye-bye. 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 Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.